0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about the show, Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we often take you down TBTL memory lane, including interviews with fans, clip shows of TBTL, and if we're feeling really navel-gazy, shows of our own show, clip shows of our own show. But this is a Monday, so we're here to bring you a recap of last week's Mothership. My name is Mike Frizzell, the Jail Dude. A veteran podcaster coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas. And joining me from the stick butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Ann with the Planned Lundholm. Good morning, Ann.
1: Good morning, Mike.
0: And from middle-aged momish type studios in swanky Highland Park, Texas. It's Hillary H Baum Livingston Butler. How are you, Hillary?
2: I'm great. I'm actually HP adjacent. My parents moved when we graduated, but I'm close to North Park, so that's all that matters. All of you Dallas people will understand that. But I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Very well. Um, and speaking of your uh, of your parents, uh, we're recording on Sunday, so happy Father's Day to Michael. Who yes, we know listens.
2: Yes, he does. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you. Even though I wouldn't let you have a cameo. Today, <laughs> Dad, get out of here! It's my show.
0: That that has to be on the table someday, though. We of need course, to, we
2: need to do a parent um, roundtable. Let's maintain the, the mystery. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my uh, yeah, I could have my dad on. He'd be like, "What is this?
2: What
0: <laughs> what is going on? And why are you uh, trash talking my great nephew?" Uh, anyway, uh, we are going to do <laughs> some. Uh, <laughs> We're going to talk some LRB business. We don't have a lot today. We'll give you our piping hot takes on the recap. Keep some house and then let you know how to get involved. I'm an ideas man. I'm usually bad at business, but today I'm going to handle the business because there's not much to do. The, <laughs> the main business on the table is, um, you know, we moved away from the Insect Museum and Kyle and we moved to the, the pastoral ranch in Manchac which is Buda and thus Kyle adjacent, but uh, and we've really had a peaceful life here. There's a lot of wildlife out here, deer, roadrunners, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff out here. Lately, things have taken a little turn for the poisonous, though. Mm. We found a dead scorpion in our bedroom a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, a dead scorpion, and we don't know how it got in. Um, There's Suspect number one is always Abby on things <laughs> like this because she's very interested in any any outdoor critter and trying to kill it. She doesn't know that these things are dangerous. Thankfully, no snakes yet. No coral snakes or, or rattlers. Uh, this week, um, I was awakened to my wife who has an office in the yard uh you know she has her her uh, freestanding office back there and she was screaming Abby no stop it and and so i am unable to i am able to sit bolt upright in bed quickly but getting outside quickly not in my uh not in my wheelhouse <laughs> oh. as i have to strap onto artificial legs so while i was putting on while i was putting on my legs and trying to figure out what was going on outside uh emily came in and she had, she had i guess put put abby up in the office and she came in and told me that there was a tarantula outside and i think this tarantula had been around for a while because abby has been going crazy trying to um dig under a rock right outside the bedroom and there also once we started looking around we we think we found the tarantula's hidey hole in the yard cuz you know they're not web spinners they are yeah. you know hide in the ground and then jump out and 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 get things to eat type uh type spiders so Abby somehow survived this encounter cuz uh, um Emily said she was attacking the tarantula and it did not either shoot the barbs which they will do it had, they have barbs that they can um uh, send out and keep away predators. Ugh. And she didn't get bit by the tarantula either. Um, so the tarantula eventually went away that day. And then uh, the next appearance from the tarantula was a yesterday or the day before. I can't remember which uh, turned up dead in the yard. We had a, um, a friend over who was giving us an estimate on um, screening in our porches and he found the tarantula, uh, dead out in the yard so um close inspection of abby's face revealed no no war injuries (laughs) but she is definitely suspect number one in in killing this uh large large pretty beautiful arachnid i've only seen one tarantula in the wild i saw one i think at the at the um smithsonian there's an (laughs) insect museum in in dc Uh, when i was living there i think i saw a tarantula there The, the only other encounter i had with with one was um I was driving in uh, the northwest hills of Austin, yeah. and I was going down this down this hill uh, far west, and this beautiful, huge tarantula was crossing the road, and I I, I saw it in time to get it between my wheels because I didn't want to smash it. When when spiders get that big, it just feels kind of I don't know. It feels like gross to <laughs> smash it, and, yeah. and also they approach they approach the like the um. The gravity of a uh, an animal, you know, of like a mm-hmm. yeah. a mammal, you know, and I, I don't know, maybe they are mammals. I don't know science, but, but you just like, it feels like more like murder than self-defense <laughs> at some point as the thing gets larger, you know? I don't know. So those, those are my two encounters with uh, tarantula. I actually didn't encounter this one this week. It was all... All Emily and probably Abby murdered that
2: tarantula. (laughs) When we lived in, uh, we Dave and I used to live. Sorry, this is an Austin-specific podcast, apparently. But when we. Dave and I first moved to Austin. We lived in Northwest Hills. We lived in an apartment there, and it was awesome. I know was, the, I know
0: those apartments really well. Those are <sighs> nice.
2: They're so nice, but they every once in a while, and we didn't have a dog then. And every once in a while, you would just have a. It was a baby scorpion. They weren't that big, but they would just mm-hmm. saunter and I don't know if it's like the presence of deer or something because I don't get them in my house now. But in Northwest Hills, we got them all the time, and I did step on yeah. one once, and that was that sucked.
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like tarantulas are generally not. Lethal as yeah. as our scorpions, but it's not pleasant. No, it's, it's not, not going to be a good time <laughs> no. if something happens there.
1: I'm starting to feel a lot better about the two chipmunks that have taken up residence underneath my patio.
0: <laughs> L- LRB chipmunks.
1: Uh huh. <laughs>
2: You've got like a Cinderella thing going on. They're like birds and chipmunks, kind of like making dresses and stuff. And Mike and I are going to get murdered by a huge tarantulas.
0: Yeah, so that's ranch life. That's my ranch life uh, stump date for this week. Uh, do we have any uh, throw your phones uh, that'll that go under the uh, general category?
1: We do. We have, as you can expect. There's been a lot of talk about hitchhiking. Uh, amongst the tens this week. Um, and we got a couple that I thought were good general uh, comments that I wanted to start off with uh, from Kalina. She says, Listening to two people plan a trip I'm not going on is almost as interesting as listening to someone recount a dream I was not in. This week <laughs> of TBTL is why the good Lord invented 1.5x listening speed. Hmm. Oh, God! Yes! <laughs> this week was something else, wasn't it yes,
0: i don't I just get more frustrated listening to them plan their trip because they they just don't they don't get it they're no they're not going to get it no, you know no, there's not
1: a lot like of critical it. thinking that's going on in all of this,
0: yeah, baseball mitts, you know that's. Uh, <laughs>
1: what states are we going through <laughs> astronaut
2: helmet or whatever did y'all watch
0: the hey dummies video
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah
0: is that a hat is that really a hat
1: no i'm backpack? sure it's not <laughs> i'm sure it's something that attaches to the rest of the <laughs> pack
0: because yeah like if i don't know and and he was surprised that the backpack fit like there are straps <laughs> Straps are adjustable. The backpack's going to (laughs) fit almost anyone, you know?
1: (sighs) I just found it very frustrating because um, there was not very much hashtag content this week, apart from this unfocused discussion about the hitchhiking trip. And some of that was funny, but it was all like one big exercise and stream of consciousness. So there was yeah. very little structure to anything and very little they, that I found interesting.
0: They could have dedicated a show to planning of the trip and just had like bulleted items and it would have been, to me, interesting. Sure. You know? Like if they were actually getting something accomplished or demonstrating their their ignorance or whatever, it would have been more interesting than just the angst and then the, you know, kind of half acidly. I don't even want to say planning. I don't want to give it that gravity.
1: Discussion about how I need to wear black t-shirts in Mississippi in the middle of summer because that's the most flattering to me.
0: Well, I would go with a turtleneck because I'm Steve Jobs, you know. uh, (laughs) Jesus black t-shirts. He's going to regret that. Any black uh, clothing items are going to be regrettable as uh, Hillary has pointed out. Uh, Much of the country now is uh, (laughs) locked in uh, 95 to 100 degree plus temperatures. And uh, the heat index is not your friend either. No,
2: I mean I lived in Memphis for a summer. I, I usually would come home, but I lived in Memphis for a summer and it was, while it's temperature wise maybe cooler than like a Dallas or whatever, it is so humid it is intensely yeah, it's humid worse. Yeah. yeah you're just sweating immediately when you go outside and there's nothing there's no difference between like not, like in seattle i imagine that when it's the middle of the, su- uh, the middle of the day and it's warm as soon as the sun goes away it gets chilly in this in the mm-hmm. south or midwest it do- it doesn't matter if it's night or no. day the sun is not really the like heating source it's just the humid air that is making you you know basically need to take a shower all the time
0: I predict the top story of the hitchhiking trip is going to be their discomfort with the heat. Yeah. Because, you know, it's going to be a long time between rides. I think they will get some rides and uh, some tens will probably triangulate and find them. Yeah. But there will be long stretches on highways, which are, (laughs) you know, it's quite hot uh, out there. and, And you will you will get blisters through your even if you're not walking you'll get blisters through your um shoes like um wh- if you if you've ever played like baseball in a very hot place with like artificial turf uh your feet will blister yeah just it's just a fact cuz it's like where your feet are sitting it's like 125 to 130 degrees yeah. where where your head is it's 100 with 90% humidity, but where your feet are, it's worse, and it's going to be real, real bad. So, Kalina, I I, I wasn't as bored as you, but I was frustrated.
1: Kalina, I, I was bored. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go on to the second throw your phone, which I... I think is excellent from Park. Park has great comments. Keep them coming. He, he says, "I don't have any concerns about the guys hitchhiking. They're large adult sons. <laughs> They'll be fine." I do think it's hilarious that Luke thinks that a Mormon family will pick up two men. Maybe some middle-aged momish types will come in clutch. What made me throw my phone was the notion that this trip is somehow a money-saving venture. I'd love to hear some TBTL on-the-spot math calculating how stretching a 14-hour drive over five days and five nights in a hotel saves money.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope they plan on giving people some gas money when they get picked up too.
1: Well, they got three choices, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and money's uh, only one of only them. Only Andrew part participates in in <laughs> one of them.
1: <laughs> so I don't know. If that leaves the third for Luke, I suppose. But. I laughed at Park's notion of TBTL on the spot math, which is famously <laughs> terrible. I think if they sat yeah. down with a calculator and a pencil and a piece of paper, they still wouldn't understand the actual cost of this trip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Because, cause yeah, they they could just, uh, I mean, they could, uh, I don't know. It's it's frustrating, but they, they could have uh, just rented a car and driven down there in one day.
1: Yep,
2: <laughs> And it could have gone back ways too. you know, like don't get on the highway. That's the whole, whatever. That was their whole plan. Like don't get on the highway. Just take back roads to, from mm-hmm. Minnesota to Columbus. But we'll see. I mean, to be fair, I'm like intrigued as to what's going to happen, you know, with yeah. that, with the, with the um, RV, I kind of thought that they played it safe a little bit. Sometimes it was like, uh, There wasn't, I mean, not to be Luke about it, there wasn't that that much adventure because they were both so scared. Like they just kind of like went from place to place and didn't go outside of their comfort zone. With this, they're going to have to go outside of their comfort zone.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So
0: yeah, it was just anxiety about being able to handle that large a vehicle. And after you've driven it for two hours, you're like, okay, well, I can drive a large vehicle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But with the service engine soon light on, that's where (laughs) the drama came on. That's
0: true. Uh, That was great. That was great. Yeah, it's it's working. You know what the drama part of it is working. Oh, Maybe. absolutely.
1: The, Luke's not wrong about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I i just as I stated before. I'm just uncomfortable with the uh, the hobo lifestyle, cultural
1: tourism part. Right. Yes. The yes. the other thing that Park brought up in this that I have been thinking about all week is. The idea that they're going to be fine. I mean, the tizzy that has been the Stens page over the, oh my God, I'm so worried about them. I'm like, all right, guys, this is still America. Yeah. (laughs) They have wallets. It's not your 14 year old
0: daughter who's going on this. Right.
1: Yes. (laughs) They have cell phones. They are white. Exactly. Mm. They have some problem solving skills. I know it doesn't seem like it, (laughs) but they do. But. They're gonna be okay.
0: I'm sure Andrew has more than five hundred dollar limit on his <laughs> credit card. <laughs> right.
2: I do, for some reason, imagine, and I don't know why. This whole time, I'm like imagining them not being able to like use their credit cards or use a cell phone, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Wait, this isn't like the Amazing Race. Like, they're not being challenged to do this like no. on their width and skills. They have money and technology. They're gonna be
1: fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's I really don't think it's gonna be some old pickup pulls up to them and it's some guy is like you want to ride boys I can, I can give you a ride you people give train me a ride. runs out of stubville no it's that's not gonna happen it's, it's fine this is not deliverance hopefully yeah,
0: it's just they're gonna they're gonna do a lot of sweating they will be yep. they will be you know that's it that's it a lot of sweat
1: Well, a lot of sweat a lot of anxiety a lot of discussion about those two things uh, oh boy <laughs> here we go is it too soon to request the week off from next week's recap
0: <laughs> you're you're excused i i want to come and talk about it i really do i really do want to talk about this whatever happens
1: this debacle
0: so the um the the show that they're doing in Mississippi is they're doing it on Saturday, Saturday Sunday?
1: I assume Saturday.
0: Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And that'll be the Monday show? Yeah,
1: cuz Luke has to do the 8-hour drive up to Illinois for the monster truck story. Boy, talk oh, about right. someone who is over scheduled. Yeah, but you know,
2: I think he kind of likes it though. I mean, he complains about it. I know he wants to be home, but you know, as much as he's like,
1: if I never perform again, that would be fine. He loves it. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Um. Well, that's a good transition into Monday. If you guys are ready. Sure. Yep. Number twenty six fifty nine. I hob Bob. You guys, that was just a sad, sad attempt at a title. Um, and my first note is that Luke is overscheduled for the week. He has this two-day Microsoft shoot that he's doing, plus Addie is graduating from college and they're hosting a party on Saturday. Um I mean, I know Carrie's going to be doing the lion's share of the work for oh, that. I'm yeah. sure. Cuz there's no way that Luke's going to be able to do that. So that's great and congratulations Addie. And I think we did see a picture of her and Luke at graduation and that's Yeah. great. Um the funniest thing in this show was that they have just found out that somebody at APM thinks that there's going to be a live kickoff show at seven thirty AM in Saint Paul on Monday morning for this road trip at the forum at the NPR building. Did you let
0: your let your work know that you're gonna be a little bit late on Monday? Cause uh the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the uh fan base for the uh Minneapolis live show.
1: <laughs> ah, That's hilarious. I don't know that there's even any more discussion on that other than that's pretty funny. Somebody thinks that DBTL is a bigger deal than it is. I <laughs> would have gone. I would have gone to a early morning live kickoff show. I think that would have been great, but uh... yeah, but, but, and you're, you're
0: not, you're not the typical fan. Most, most of us go to these events so we can get our drink on, you know, <laughs> True. And and even I even I'm not gonna like crack the bottle at uh, six thirty <laughs> on a Monday in the morning. No, <laughs> no. Tuesday maybe, but not on a Monday.
1: Bobby will just Irish up that coffee at the drop of a hat. <laughs> sure, so <sure. laughs>
0: Bobby'll red eye it out there. He'll already be half in the bag by the time he gets to the show.
1: Um boy. Then Andrew talks for a long, long Long time about how he finally got his chance with his new used Walkman and his new used mini boombox to play with his cassettes that he's been hauling around all these years. There's a lot of talk about the doors, oh. he's a doors fan, and um, how he broke a lamp at Goodwill but didn't have to pay for it.
0: <laughs> that was that was all right. The guy at the Goodwill going, Oh, that's the ugliest sin, no one's gonna buy that shit anyway.
1: And honestly, that's all the stomach I have for Walkman Talk. Really, I, mm-hmm. it has so passed its expiration date as far as I'm concerned. I I agree. Anybody? I, no, I agree. I mean, it's,
2: it wasn't a good technology. It's not like vinyl or something where, you know, I could see the kind of granular um, appeal to it. It's like shitty tapes that. Don't, the sound isn't good and he I mean at least he sort of realizes that he's trying to recapture something in his youth but it's its like okay let's move on Give the tapes yes. need to go
1: or listen play with them all you want yeah. and take a walk down that memory lane but not everything is content for the show it really isn't
0: Andrew look at that tape who plays bass <laughs> there's no bass man
2: I really really hate I have never gone through a doors phase I remember people having the poster up in college and it would like make me mad and there's a there's a <laughs> quote from uh, Almost Famous which I like loved when I was right after college and it's Lester Bing saying Jim Morrison is a drunken buffoon posing as a poet <laughs> and I'm like that's right
0: very good movie. I watched it again oh, it's recently. So it really holds it's up. so
2: good. But yeah, I that whole Doors. I love Andrew, but he, like he's into the Doors and to you know all of this sort of slam poetry style music. I would have been like, absolutely not. Get this nerd out of here. Yeah, there. you're not
0: allowed to make fun of Common if you're if you're listening <laughs> to the Doors. And Andrew, I know you're listening, man. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. Hello, mahalo. <laughs>
1: Well, let's go on to a better part of the episode, which was the Dazzling Donor shout out to our very own Christy Wise and Christy's shout out to Jordan, who she calls the OG Time Bandit. I met Jordan one of the times that I was in Seattle. He used to work with Christy. He's moved on now, but he was always like three to four weeks behind on TBTL. So (laughs) right about now is the point where he would be coming over to Christy's desk and being like, so... Luke got in a Twitter fight with some woman about memes? <laughs> like Jordan, we've been It's kind of this. cool
0: to have someone like that, but because by the time they come to you with the issue, it's all been hashed yes. out. You know, you you have a fully formed opinion on it. Yep. You know, you can really put it in a nutshell for them.
1: Yep. And um, Christy sent a whole string of TBTL emojis, which she told us was because... The APM people told her that her message could only be 100 words or less, which is ridiculous. If You're paying that much money and they shouldn't put a word limit on your message. And so she just wanted to subvert the system. So she did it all in emojis. Smart girl. Yep, that has lived on in the Stens page. That is providing a lot of people a lot of enjoyment. So great, chicken toilet
0: beer stuff like that. (laughs) A
1: lot of people. I love Anne that you said a lot of people, (laughs) not inclusive.
0: Very (laughs) Trumpy. A lot of people are saying.
1: Uh, Top story for the day: Are we approaching a potential cure for baldness? Of course, this is the top story for Luke. Um, There is some new drug on the horizon, but they actually never got down to the specifics of what this potential cure was because we got more into the question of would you do it? How much money would mm-hmm. Andrew pay if he could cure his baldness problem? And neither one of them has a huge no. problem so much, although I guess they both wear caps so often. I don't know if I would know. But uh, Andrew's like, no, no money, no money. (laughs) I would not. Yeah.
0: Yeah, me either. But but I I get it. I mean, a lot of a lot of people, their identity is tied up in their hair. But those are people with better hair than me. You know, (laughs) my hair sucks. Emily asked me to grow my hair. After we met, you know, because she was like, why do you always shave your head? You should grow your hair. So I said, okay, I grew my hair. After a few years, she was like,
1: yeah, you can, uh, that can go. <laughs> you, can look at that.
0: you can go back to, to baldness.
1: Luke made the comment that some guys' whole lives revolve around their hair. And I was like, hmm, some guys, huh? <laughs> Who are these some, <laughs> some guys? People, some
0: people are saying that their hair means a lot to them. I don't know. I mean, I'm not
1: one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Hillary, Dave has a beautiful head. He of hair. does. Dave
1: has great hair. Do you, do you hair. think
0: if he was going bald that he would pay? Because I, I would probably gift him my my $5,000 <laughs> um, that I would have... I
2: wonder if he would pay. I, I think that the concept is so foreign to him losing his hair that it would... Uh, I I think he would maybe pay, but it would have to be a pretty, like, low-cost solution. But uh, but it's just never been a problem. And he's now – he's 46, so I assume it's not that gonna it's happen. probably not going to happen. Also, Happy Father's Day, Dave, if you're listening this deep in. I love you. Um, oh. Anyway, um, but yeah. I And my dad also has a lot of hair, so I feel like it's so foreign to me to, like, the men – that's not foreign, but it just seems – like all the people, I'm surrounded by men with like these heavy heads of hair. But I do feel like it probably is a, you know, it kind of is a mind fuck a little bit. But I don't know. Once you're you're over it, then it's like what, I don't. At some point, I don't know. It just is like the vanity has to go away because it's. It's not worth worrying about it that much, and especially if you're a man, it you're yeah, it doesn't matter. Like I mean, Luke kind of did allude to this. Like you can you can be a man and lose your hair, and it's not like oh god, what's wrong with him? Ooh, he looks old because mm-hmm. you don't have a sell by date when you're a man. You can kind of just age graceful, gracefully. You just Peter Sagal, that yes, son of a exactly. Bitch. Hey, and I just saw that Peter Sagal got married, and one, she's his wife is very good looking, and two looks um not his age. So he's oh, really? fine. Yeah, go, go Twitter
1: <sighs> that. Why does that always make me so angry? <laughs> I know. When I saw that, I was like, "Wow, okay." It really does show you where a woman's value lies, yeah. even to somebody who is smart and accomplished yeah. and uh, woke mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Peter Sagel. I know. Just I know makes I a lot... makes a guy I mean, sad. maybe I'm
2: assuming a lot, but
1: she she looked like a young lady, <laughs> and he is not a young she... man. <laughs> she she's probably great she's probably smart and ambitious and because if not i'm gonna go and hit him on the back of the head (laughs) someday (laughs) um i would say that the the sad thing about this conversation is andrew says that he's not going to spend any money on this because there are so many other things that he would want to work on before he even addressed baldness like there are so many worse things about his appearance, mm-hmm. and that made a lot of sense yeah that that runs into my own uh issues where, in my darkest day, I think about you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig, and yeah. now it just looks like a ridiculous pig, so why what's hair gonna help is yeah. what Andrew is thinking really when there's the rest of me there. So that's Oh my makes me feel bad. He's great. Peter
0: Sagal married somebody's great granddaughter. Wow. Wow.
2: Whoa. I was like, is that his daughter? Wow. Okay.
0: I mean this she's getting carded. She's getting carded. I mean and probably will need fake ID to get that drink.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: All right. We anyway, Now we, ha- we got to stop the show here for a minute.
2: <laughs> we got to find
1: out about Peter Sagal's wife. There's nothing about her. It's all about him.
2: Right. It was a very like he is. I am subservient to him, which just seems weird. I was looking at it this morning and I was very
1: confused. Ugh. All right. I'm mad at you, Peter Sagal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the girl's mom is good looking too. Just marry the mom.
1: Just... <laughs> um. Oh, the final thing about this baldness stuff is Luke makes fun of the what's capitalist capital something the baldness cap that looks like a. Ball, uh, ball cap, but is a laser baldness helmet, and asserts that now this is ridiculous. <laughs> that guy's. I agree this. with him.
0: Have you looked at it? Somehow it is worse because it's like you're trying to perpetrate.
1: It know? is not. It is just <laughs> as ridiculous as the it's helmet worse. he wears.
0: I think it's worse because the helmet is just like, I've got a laser baldness helmet. The ball cap is like, I have a laser baldness helmet, but I, 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 I still have a cool. Young guy, cap on.
1: I'm just a regular. I'm gonna go guy. play some
0: baseball with my, with my
1: cap. Nobody is going out in public wearing that thing. You cannot tell the, me that anybody is trying the, to disguise their baldness cap to wear or in Or the public. advertising
0: photos they do—they show them like in a convertible. You know, <laughs> it's pretty great. But oh, uh, but guys. no, I agree with Luke on this completely. It is more. I, I mean, laser baldness helmet. 9.9 out of 10, ridiculous. Laser baldness, ball cap, 10. 10 <laughs> out of 10, ridiculous.
1: It's nice, just get a penis pump and be done with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, or just a cod piece. I mean, it's less work.
1: <laughs> Some of those rounder bum underwear. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, And finally... On Monday, IHOP changed their name to IHOP because they're now making burgers, and my comment is people are dumb, and I don't care. Does anybody care? <laughs> no. Does anybody care about this? I mean, I guess they did a good
2: job as they were talking. They did a good job in that people were interested, but I don't give a shit.
1: Nope. Is it going yeah. to make me more likely to go to IHOP? Absolutely not. No. I'm going to Kirby no. Lane. That's where I'm going in Austin. <laughs> Hell Yeah.
2: yeah. It's it is just stupid, yep. Hillary. If if you were in Austin, we
0: would be at Kirby Lane at, by twelve thirty yes, today. Yes, exactly. Having having burgers, pancakes, whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: and a mimosa. There's no reason for a mimosa. For,
0: for IHOP. <laughs> right, right.
1: All right, Hillary. Please take us to Tuesday.
2: All right. It's called Pump It Down. Andrew starts off like his usual sort of like you know he has to kind of. Rejigger the show right when he gets on. Right, um, right. but he talks about his auto um, email response, which I think I've received before. Um, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things that, like, for the tens, it's kind of funny. Um, but for the outside, it's it's just a little bit the abusive line. I mean, I didn't ever take offense to it. But to somebody that's emailing you that doesn't really know you, they're like, "Wow, okay." Um, so. Yeah, I think that it was just a joke that kind of ran its course and that maybe he needs well, to change it. To be
0: fair, that is his his um his show account yes. and not his he, personal account. Yeah, it's not like his Gmail so,
2: account or anything. Yeah. Right. So I
0: mean if, if someone's emailing that, you know and they don't know the show, then the, it's not kind of on them yes. if
2: they And then they did say like if they don't get the joke, then we don't want them. But I mean, whatever. It's it's just one of those things that I think Andrew's stores to stress out about it. and it's like we'll just change it if you don't like it or you know if you right. feel bad about it move on yeah um, if
0: only it was a problem that could be solved within
2: like three minutes
1: <laughs>
2: just no nope, you can't it's just there permanently
1: that's what it's gonna have to worry about it forever <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like people that complain about
0: facebook it's so expensive and and i'm dissatisfied with my experience
2: um then they kind of move on to just, this is sort of, you know, the urging theme of this week, but talking about um, hitchhiking, and they seem very stressed, especially Luke. This whole week, to me, he has sounded very, as Andrew would say, touchy. Like, he was just a little bit annoyed by everything and really stressed, and a part of me wants to say, I mean, I know Addie's thing is going on, and that's a whole other level, but a part of me is like, this is self-inflicted, like, you could just take an hour and plan this or this was your idea i mean i understand being Mm -hmm. stressed about stuff but it was you know he was just seemed on edge all week so um but also
0: i I don't know if um if she's gotten better about it but i know carrie was pretty upset about this
2: this hitchhiking so sure she's not like assisting uh yeah with stuff yeah i mean i would be pretty pissed if dave was doing this i would Especially knowing how what a shitty travel planner he is. Like <laughs> right. they hadn't even decided like <laughs> kind of the general route or what states they're going through. So and and Luke is not, you know, geography is not his strongest suit. So I'm sure that mm-hmm. yeah, she kind of Remember knows. when
0: they struggled with the the um the state uh oh, borders God. of Maryland? <laughs> oh, God. So, why is this border so crazy? Oh,
2: God. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, that it just—I felt like they were just digging in a little bit, um, and then they moved on to talking about the hot dog baseball game show that they they recorded. I think was it the previous day or was it? Anyway, but how it, it sounded like it didn't really go that well, um, which I just think that they. They just didn't do it right. And we've talked about it in the chats. I mean, they they should have talked to outside vendors or whatever and not people that were trying to watch the game. And from my understanding, especially from Kate and all the people that are like huge Mariners fans, the Mariners are doing really well this year. And so people are super focused. This isn't like going to some, you know, minor league baseball game. It's going to, you know, a team that could go into well into the playoffs. So, well,
0: just with all my experience with that stadium and outside the stadium, the outside vendors have a lot a, a lot more variety and and interesting stuff to put on your hot dogs. I mean they have all kinds of different sausages and they have all kinds <laughs> of different toppings. And inside the stadium there's there's this stainless steel counter that has ketchup, mustard, and onions. Yeah. And I, I, they may have added relish at some point. I don't <laughs> know if they've added relish. So This is not hot dog enthusiasts that are going, they're just, I mean, there's no conversation starter here. Uh, Outside the stadium would have been much better, but I think Luke, I mean, I think he went to the Mariners and asked them, you know, permission, and he has a good relationship with them. So that's great that they're going to let you in and record. That doesn't mean that that's where the good sound is.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. And I think, Hillary, you're exactly right, is that the people who are outside the stadium have more time than Mm -hmm. the people who are inside the stadium during the game trying to get back to the game. Mm -hmm. And I I try to think anytime I've ever bought a hot dog at a stadium, I'll be at the con and I'm trying to get the ketchup on. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) I'm trying to get the ketchup on and the mustard and I'm balancing a drink and I want to get back to my seat and what's going on with the game. I'm just not interested in talking to anybody right now who's coming up with a shotgun microphone. Mm
0: (laughs) That's why that's why you always you know the one person goes to the concession stand and he tries to get beers and food for everyone because you know uh, that way only one person misses the grand slam yeah.
2: or the, <laughs> right you know well, so I you know it's gonna be interesting, they talk about it more, but it's gonna be interesting to see how they do it if they redo it or if they try to you know package it into something else, so well hot dog stories more to come i guess um and then we move on to basically i don't think there was a i think this was like a true river show because i don't think there was a top story unless it was npr raccoon trash slash trash panda uh story that luke was really emotionally connected to and i know mike i know that you had more of a relationship with it i actually the first luke's was the first that i saw on twitter and i thought he was there and i kept thinking are they already in Minnesota? Like I I didn't realize mm-hmm. that they were going out so soon, but it and he mentioned that. And he was like, "No, you know, I was just taking the picture." It was a cute panda, but uh, it was such a cute it, picture. A, a I mean, cute panda picture record. It was the cutest panda I ever saw. It
0: had little hands.
2: <laughs> it did look like it was like, "Please, sir, you know, let me in." But um, Yeah. I mean, I think kind of because the world is on fire and we're ripping children away from their parents at the border. <laughs> right. Like this is definitely um, like a psychological, like we can just focus our energy into this, whether that's good or bad. And that like, Oh my gosh, it's cute. And you know, it's this, we can save this little thing and we can't do anything else for anybody else in the world, but we can focus our energies on this. Cause it's sort of a feel good story. Luckily it was a feel good story.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, I watched the video of it scrambling up those last five stories to the roof to get that um to get the cat food. Uh and it got it got caged. I really hope that they took that thing miles and miles and miles and miles outside the city before they let it loose, because if it was anything like uh my little raccoon that lives in this house, it would uh it would just go right back to that building and said, This is the cat food building and start start scaling it immediately.
1: But I I read an article that was very interesting where they had a raccoon expert that they interviewed who said that there is a very big difference between urban raccoons and mm-hmm. country raccoons, <laughs> and that they're highly territorial. In fact, that raccoon probably didn't have a territory that was much bigger than that mm-hmm. building area or block, and From that the urban raccoon. Yeah, urban raccoons tend to not do very well when you take them out and put them in the country because oh, it's not an environment are. that they're used to. They're yep. like, "I'm no.
2: sorry, I prefer Kendrick Lamar. I don't like Rascal Flatts." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so So this, this is the Jaja
0: Zsa Zsa Gabor of uh, <laughs> of raccoons.
1: This this expert said what I really wish they would have done was just released it as close as possible to the same building, oh, because yeah. that would have been the best for the raccoon. So, yeah. oh well. Yeah. Well,
2: I'm glad it. You know, I'm glad it it made it out. And I, the one thing that I thought was funny, it was so dumb. But Andrew, like all of a sudden, sang this little song that was like Rocky broke his balls, and it was so weird <laughs> that it made me laugh. And I think it was just one of those. Sometimes I sing songs to my kids that make absolutely no sense, but uh, mm-hmm. it's just because like the way that you're like brain works and he just let his brain do like some free thought and it made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that, you know, trash Panda is safe. I know you're happy, Mike.
0: Oh, I'm so happy. I mean, once (laughs) I saw the picture, I was, I was all in. It was just too
2: much. Um, they talked then, uh, I'm sorry. I did not write who the donor of the day was, but I wrote that they. (laughs) I'm falling down on my duties, but that, um, but they mentioned that TBTL slash uh, This American Life were the only ones that had the Starbucks, uh, you know, racism exclusives. I'm not um, sure they listened <laughs> to every single other news story on it determined that they were the only two. <laughs> but I did I did agree. They were talking about it a little bit. And I said this in the chat, but I don't have, you know. Personal opinions about Howard Schultz because he, you know, didn't take my team away from me. And I like a grande soy latte every now and then from Starbucks. Honestly, it's the best one. I've tried the other places in Austin. It's the best one. However, I don't really have that many feelings about him, but listening to Howard Schultz on This American Life, he sounds like a real asshole. Like, he really does. It's so crazy, too, because they like. It wasn't like the gotcha journalism or anything. They were like, let's talk about, you know, the other initiatives. And it was like not a hit piece. And he acted like they were, you know, like coming to like 60 Minutes expose him on something. I'm like, calm down, man. Uh, It was really weird. It was so great.
0: It made my week.
2: (laughs) You're like, you see? You see? I'm right.
0: He's very thin skinned. And that was a a big part of uh, what happened. What went down in Seattle was... He he wanted to be like Mark Cuban, yeah. you know, yeah. was to the Championship Mavericks yeah. or whatever. He thought he wanted to be the hip with it, um, my players love me guy, yeah. and they didn't.
2: Yeah. And you yeah. can't
0: make someone love you. Yeah. You can't make yourself cool to these people, and that's one of the reasons when, you know, the taxpayers said, uh, "We're not paying for a new stadium. You have plenty of money. You know, you can figure it out." And And the players didn't like him. So he was he I'm sure he relished in in flushing the team from Seattle. He has thin fucking skin and you you can't run for president with thin skin. The only reason that our president (laughs) is the president right now is because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, and he just tells reporters to fuck right off. Howard Schultz, his defensiveness, when you when you're trying to be a liberal um, in this world, you can't be that defensive. Yeah. You just can't do it.
2: Yeah, I was like embarrassed, and I kind of wanted to skip because I, whenever they have people who are acting kind of like, okay, we're ending this interview, it embarrasses me for some Ugh. reason. So I was like, oh, thirty seconds ahead. But yeah, and but <laughs> much like I think that Mike could probably go on. They cat They were talking about it for a really long time, and all of a sudden, I realized, wait, are aren't they still doing the donor? <laughs> the- the dazzling donor. Right. Right. um, And now I did remember it was Scott, and he was doing kind of a thing for his lodgepole distilling slash uh, Mm -hmm. not shitty whiskey, uh, which Sean did a VO for. (laughs) So it was exciting.
1: I don't Um, know if you
0: went shitty in your tagline. I (laughs) I don't think you went shit in your product (laughs) tagline. Even if you're saying it's not shit, still shit is right there. I don't
2: really think of whiskey. I mean, I'm not like a huge whiskey fan, but I don't think most people who like whiskey think. Well, this one's shitty. Like, that doesn't seem to be a word that's (laughs) paired with it. It all
0: tastes shitty. Just people pretend to like certain kinds of it. Yes, I
2: agree. Uh, My
1: guess is that that was just a special tagline that he had Sean make. I mean, it's only five bucks, right? So that he could send it in for his donor of the day. I would highly doubt that he would use that in any of his actual marketing.
0: Now, if we send Sean some emojis, is that a way to save money on the...
2: like a telegram um um the only other thing about that little piece was they were talking about the 08 election about or like they were confusing mccain and romney and i am like a politics dork but i was like you guys are you serious like i cannot believe that you have and both of them were like yeah romney was the first one mccain was the second one and i'm like oh my god (laughs) this was like one of the most i mean besides 2016 2008 was like the most radically changing election, you know, almost ever. So I was like, how can you not remember this? But,
1: you know, I was a political science major. Luke's reasoning was that uh, John McCain would never have just quit and not run for president again. So that's why it couldn't have been two thousand. Well, he did run in 2000, so he did run again. This was his
2: second time, so... (laughs) Anyway, I mean, I think that Luke and Andrew are really smart, but sometimes I'm like, how do you not remember that? Uh, whatever. Um, they. Ha-
0: if only somebody worked in news radio <laughs> at some point. God.
2: Um. They quickly uh, talk about the the W B R W B U R radio show was rejected. That and they dig deeper into this later in the week, but you know, it seems like Luke was happy, Andrew's sad. Um. And I actually thought that was an interesting kind of conversation, especially since later in the week, because Luke was kind of being aggressively kind of stressed and a little bit angry about it. But anyway, I, I, it, I'm i kind of glad that it's just done now. I, I mean, I actually thought it was a good show and I thought that they put their best foot forward. But I, I think that they're way too stressed out about their lives right now. This does not need to be something else that's on their plate. So it's good that it's just done. Yep. Um, though I wish they would still do stuff like that. Like maybe, you know, try to do that again. It was good.
1: hmm. It was anyway. so good.
2: <laughs> um, then just some quick little things. Again, it was sort of an unorganized deal, but Catherine found the rainbow mug for like 50 cents that she had broken her dad's and her dad came out later. It took two years, but it's a happy story. And she, she found it. And I guess she's giving it to him for father's day, which is, I wonder how it went. So we'll hear the update. Maybe.
0: No, She was just trying to find it in the wild. She never took to the internet. Yeah,
2: I guess so. Because I feel like it's a pretty common thing. I think I've seen that mug a fair amount. Well,
1: she crowdsourced it on the Stens page. Yeah. Yeah, And I thought a a whole bunch of people found it for her. And then she just never bought it?
2: I guess so. I guess. I don't know. I, maybe I, mean, I think it really did sound like a Walkman story. Like she just she just wants refuses to, yeah. to pay shipping. Yeah. <laughs> She's just
0: adamant. She'll never pay shipping for anything. Well, and I'm
1: sure you'd have to pay more than fifty cents if you got it from Amazon. So oh. she got a good deal. She did. I would put
0: our our EPA chief's assistants into looking for the rainbow mug. You know, yes. Just,
1: yep. <laughs> you can put some people on it. Put about
0: oh. four or five people just driving
2: all around the each country being paid like a hundred
1: thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> There's no swamp, we've drained it. Yeah, it's all drained, <laughs> it's all gone yeah. dry. God. Um, and then quickly, I just, I the, they talked about that commercial. Um, I guess it's like it's not Spectrum, but it's CenturyLink. Yeah, CenturyLink. I think about. Um, so they're not changing the prices, and I kind of had a story about this. Somebody was saying, yeah, they don't change the prices, but then they won't let you, you know, work at speeds that you need to work at. I when I first got my cell phone I got the unlimited data plan and this was like in 2003 or something Unlim- unlimited data and this is how they get you Oh god I, I- is
1: that a thing now?
2: <laughs> yes, it is. All right. <laughs> Um, But I got uh, unlimited data and they kept. I was like, I will never change my plan. This is my plan. This, I will never change. This is the best because I use so much data. And then just slowly but surely, they won't let you do things if you have unlimited data. So that's how they get you. I mean, they just like, mm. I can't make my phone a personal hotspot because whatever. Blah, 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 but that's how it's a big company. They're, they want to screw you somehow. They want you to pay more money. So they get you in and then they won't let you do stuff. So they suck. The
0: only, price and service that will never change is the $1. fifty hot dog and soda at Costco. <laughs> that will never change. Please God. Don't believe anyone else.
2: <laughs> um, and then just the last line of this show that made me laugh that <laughs> I said, ha ha Andrew knows Mike hates his music. And that's how we know. Andrew, we know you listen.
0: <laughs> I uh, I don't hate your music because I don't like you, Andrew. I love you. I hate your music because it's terrible. <laughs> it's, and I know Anne likes to say, "Well, it's you know, music subjective. Just not, just not for you." And no.
1: Well, um, now wait. I have music for your weekend this week, so we'll see how I feel about it when we get there.
0: Okay. Okay. Maybe. Maybe you've you've softened your position toward my com, toward, toward my side at least. <laughs> All right, uh Wednesday 2661 get me get behind me Damon. They open the show by deleting some bad drops. Uh Andrew talks about his uh email problems that he's having. Um I, why I guess hitchhiking across the country is a good way to save money according to them and also consistently going with GoDaddy as your email server. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's yet another way to save money, but it's just seems like penny wise, but pound foolish. Uh oh, the raccoon made it. They talk about whether the raccoon was disappointed when it got in the trap. Um, no, there was cat food in the trap. Yeah. What What do you guys, you, you guys have pets. The, they're fine getting in the trap. if There's cat food in it. Uh, Abby would, would shank me for like one mouthful of cat food. Kidding me.
1: Although my parents had a chipmunk problem many years ago that they used the live trap for. And one time we came out in the morning and a gray squirrel had gotten caught in there Mm. and it was pissed. Mm -hmm. I have never seen a rodent that was that angry as that squirrel was.
0: Now, are are chipmunks and squirrels different? Are chipmunks just more cheerful? What's the difference between... (laughs)
1: They're a different animal.
0: (laughs) They are? I don't know. We don't have chipmunks Yeah, we have squirrels We have lots of squirrels.
1: Oh, chipmunks And during are the drought, smaller. they all were
0: all turning orange. Did you notice that, Hillary? Yeah, yes. They like turned turned burnt orange, like the like <laughs> the, the longhorn team. It
1: was so crazy. do you have do you have red squirrels down there? No, so. no. Gray squirrels.
2: Sometimes Black squirrels? I've seen a. Gr- I, they're like brownish.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're garden variety squirrels yeah. until until you get a good drought going, then they're longhorn squirrels.
1: Yeah, red squirrels are kind of mean. They're super territorial. Hmm. They're a little bit smaller, a little bit more like chipmunks but squirrels all have a tail and chipmunks are smaller and stripy and just have a little nub at the end can you take and
0: a picture of your chipmunks that live? sure next time
1: i see them i will
2: okay because i would
0: i would love to get a
1: look when at they're sewing in. and when they're
2: like <laughs> <singing> <laughs> right. <a little> <laughs>
0: i don't want to see a chipmunk in peril that's all i don't want lrb chipmunk to be you know in any kind of peril from your, um, from like your your gutter lasers or whatever system you got going there to melt your stuff. No,
1: they're not. They're not up on the roof.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh boy, uh, a lot of talk about uh, the raccoon song, the Beatles' raccoon song, Rocky raccoon. God, if anyone else besides the Beatles tried to perpetrate that song, <laughs> seriously. I mean, just fucking awful. I remember I liked it when I was like five. But then when I was six, I was like, oh, yeah, that's stupid. You know, Um,
2: this this um, I guess Howard Stern hates Rocky Raccoon a, a lot. Hillary, did you know that? I didn't know that. No, that was I've never really heard. I mean, it's a dumb song, but I did not know that. It made me think about
0: because they were talking about how they, uh, they smoked out the dictator in Nicaragua. Yes. With, yeah with bad music, yeah. like have either one of you given thought to like what song or what, maybe what type of music it would take to, to get you to surrender and go to prison for the rest of your life?
2: Well, I don't, I don't like, I like a lot of really sh- crappy songs. So I like, can't say, you know, Britney Spears, because I really enjoy that <laughs> music, like mm-hmm. shitty pop songs. But this morning Bridget came into my room at seven thirty, and she was, um, watch listening to, many, many YouTube clips of people unboxing stuff like tweens and teens unboxing stuff and that might be the sound and I c- couldn't see it. I just like could hear like, and now I'm going to unwrap this and now I'm going to, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I think I, I kept telling her, turn it down, turn it down. So that mm-hmm. might rouse me.
0: Well, if there if there's visual involved, definitely like zit videos yeah. I think would be oh. good. I mean, <laughs> God. Emily gets me to jump out of my chair by beaming it into the mountain room sometimes and I'm like,
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Emily's diabolical, I love it.
0: <laughs> it's so awful. It's so awful. But
1: well man, I got a song. Oh. I, I got a, a particular song that would I I would I would surrender to the authority. Me and you
0: and a dog named Boo, is that the one?
1: Nope, it's the killers, Mr. Brightside. Really I hate it Oh, really so much. It was a huge hit. It was everybody uh-huh. loved it. They still play it around, you know. Yeah. It's people think it's a great song. I can tell you exactly why I hate it by Please humming the melody for you. It goes na 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 do I need to continue? No, I get you.
2: See, this yeah, is the problem I'll with being I'll like surrender. a like a musical person is that you can kind of hear like the different layers of it. Oh, and yeah. I, it's terrible. I'm, it's
1: terrible.
2: <laughs> I'm like deaf. You know
0: when the rubes are being tricked? Yes. Yeah. I get it. I get it. To me, I think it would be uh I it has to be bluegrass. So probably like the soundtrack to "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou" or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, "Yeah, kill me now." Just, I would walk out of my porch and just look for the snipers, and get, you know, like, <laughs> please let me fair catch a bullet here.
2: Uh,
0: uh, okay. Um, the the white album is discussed. Uh, top story. Um, some NASA. I didn't know this about NASA, but they they're trying to they're trying to like recollect all the moon dust that, that was taken from the moon what who care is it easy now i mean we're we do all kinds of things in space now and jeremy you can probably set us straight on this can't we pretty easily get some more moon dust if we really need it you know? no <laughs> it's right there it's right there. We don't even have to go up there. Just send some sort of a robot and get the fucking moon dust if it means that much to you. Why do you got to rob it from old ladies?
1: You know that we've only been to the moon six times?
0: Well, we let's haven't go a seventh the... time and gather up, get, get a fucking dumpster full of dust we if we We haven't been to it. the
1: moon since like 1972.
0: Why do we need to go there? We've been there and was like, there's nothing happening here. This place is beat. Let's
1: go to another nightclub.
2: You guys, no? it didn't really happen. I'm the truther of this podcast, <laughs> right? so it's
1: all <laughs> fake. I'm just saying it's not quite as simple as you know, popping back over to the moon to get some more <laughs> moon dust for the old ladies. What do we need the moon dust for? What's it doing for us? I don't know. Besides, I don't cool do stories, moon dust you know? research. <laughs> uh,
0: other lady scientists out there, tell me, tell me what? Why do we need this dust? And enough to to like rip it out of some somebody's fingers
1: well from everything that i can tell from what they talk about is we need moon material solely to tell that there could possibly at one time have been water on the moon and therefore there could be other life in the universe which i think is stupid but well we know there's other life in the universe it's ridiculous to think that there's not we know but we don't know Right,
0: we want to know. I mean, to that's know, what science know, is just,
1: about. Science is about knowing.
0: Uh, but the numbers, the numbers don't lie. The numbers tell us there's going to be something out. there. I mean, uh, uh, right? I
1: do not support uh. taking this old lady's moon dust paperweight away from her.
0: But it's eminent do moon, and
1: <laughs> it's eminent do
2: moon. So dumb.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, that's a
2: that's
0: a that's a groaner. That's a groaner. Sorry <laughs> about that. All right. Uh, Andrew says he's nervous about the trip but loves loves the the money saving part of it the cheapness part of the trip mm-hmm. which we we've, we've already talked about they're they're getting their first ride to Waterloo Iowa and one thing I really liked on the Stents page is there's um I think Libby is her name she she lives in Iowa and she she's like over this hitchhiking thing and she's like I'm not I'm not picking that <laughs> you know I'm like the one person who we know could could feasibly pick them up, you know, quickly and give them a first ride. And she's like, no, this is a stupid idea. I ain't doing it. It's, it's fantastic.
1: I looked into Waterloo. Do you know that uh, John Wayne Gacy lived there?
2: Oh, Ooh. wow. That does not bode well.
1: Mm. Yep. He didn't do any of his kidnapping and murdering there. Well, he did. He didn't. He, well, he was convicted in Iowa for. Uh, sexually assaulting a fifteen-year-old boy, but then he went to Chicago, where the real good oh, stuff right it was got yeah started it was
0: Des Plaines or something. Yes, yeah, something. Chicago.
1: Something. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah that movie, the movie that I saw. I mean, there there were two two versions. I think one was a TV. Maybe they're both TV movies, but um, one uh featured the um Francis from. Pee-wee's Big Adventure as John Wayne Gacy, oh. and one featured Brian Dennehy. Oh,
2: um,
0: and 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 when you play a serial killer, at least to me, when you play a serial killer, unless you wear a lot of makeup, like um, who was the lady that played Eileen Warnos in the Monster? Oh, you know, Charlize right? Theron. Yeah, unless you wear a lot of makeup, I'm not talking about clown makeup, <laughs> but. It's hard for me to separate you from the serial killer. Like Mark Harmon is always going to be Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yep. He could do as many NCIS, you know, as I mean, he could just he could play a million things, but he'll always be Ted Bundy. So I think you have to be careful. It's like yeah. in that movie, uh, Tropic Thunder, you know, when the um, uh, the actor went full retard, you know, that was the <laughs> joke of it. Never go full retard because then people are like, oh, yeah, it's the retard guy. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, the serial killer thing is always it's always gotten to me, and I I would be like if I were an actor, I'd just be really careful about that.
2: Yeah, yes, you know? That the um I don't know if y'all watched Big Little Lies, which was actually Luke didn't like it, and he said Carrie didn't like it, but I don't believe that. But it was actually was good. I thought it was good. But the actor that played the like abusive husband, he said like it was a really good role, but I knew it was gonna screw me for the rest of my life because like everybody's <laughs> right. gonna see me as this like psychopath. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm never going to, uh, help Mark Harmon load a, uh, his (laughs) sailboard into a VW at Lake Sammamish Park. I'm just not doing it. Oh, I know you dude. You're, you're going to murder me. You're a murderer. (sighs) Anyway, um, Luke loves the confusion that the idea of the hitchhiking adventure causes in people. And I think that's, that's part of it. And, and that, that's fine if you're frustrating, uh, listeners, you know, and, and confusing listeners, but, uh, but watch out for that strategy in your marriage. But watch out for that strategy.
1: <laughs> well, he is a chaos Muppet, right? He
0: is. Mm. That's that's so. It true. makes
1: sense that he would thrive on that.
0: Yeah, I just I just like Carrie so much. I like Luke a lot too, but be, maybe because I don't know Carrie as well, I attribute her with positive, uh, with more positive traits. Kind of like Hillary. You're like, oh, I'm sure she liked that movie. Because <laughs> no, it's a good movie no, I, it I know like it's good. <laughs> I refuse to believe.
2: <laughs> right.
0: So <clears throat> they do a Blur's Day on a Wednesday for some reason, and that made me mad. Like getting more Blur's Day than than
1: we have. <laughs> yeah. To what was the point? Why did they I have don't... to do it on Wednesday instead of Thursday? I thought maybe they
2: were traveling, but they were just right in the same places. It was weird.
0: Mm. Uh, Luke's mad about some John Clayton promo that's playing on the radio, and John Clayton he they're right he is a really good guest and there was he on tbtl Saturday show was was he well
2: there I, I, this is when i'm like i uh, mix up all the seahawks players there was a football player once that was on tbtl and like oh he, no no who yeah, was it?
0: john clayton no I, I don't think he was ever oh. on on tbtl but but he's a you know he knows his stuff and he's a good guest he's just not a good host yeah. and you can get away with that for like a few hours on a Saturday, but hosting a, a show every day for three or four hours, it's just going to show through. And it's not, it's not good. There was a guy who used to do uh, Dave Campbell was a guy. Um, he's an ex, uh, ex baseball player and a big expert on the league. And he was a great guest too. And they tried to give him a regular show and he was terrible at it. But then he went back to Saturdays and it was delightful. Like John Clayton's Saturday show was delightful. Um, Anyway, this is very specific to Seattle, so mm-hmm. screw, screw me on this. Um, TBTL daddies. Oh. Do you all have a... Do either one of you have a TBTL
2: sort daddy? Of, sort of.
1: I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> it gives me an icky feeling. Well I'll t- you like
2: Luke? I'll tell mine because it's a, it's a nice... Story that's sort of sad. It's I wouldn't say this is my TBTL daddy necessarily, but the person that connected me to TBTL weirdly is Anthony Bourdain, and I had said this a little bit I think yes. on the Stans page, but um, I have an unhealthy obsession slash hatred, but also like love weirdly of um, Gwyneth Paltrow, and um, I know I, I don't know what it is. It's like I want to be this like tall blonde, and it's never going to be ha- happen. So I I know she's terrible anyway. Um, I was.
0: Get your legs amputated, and then you can you can choose how tall you know, want to be after that's, that.
2: That's a good idea. I'm that's just mad at her on behalf of science, uh, for sure. That's like ridiculous. Okay, well, but this was 2009, and she was doing like some food thing with Mario Batali. Anyway, oh and, yeah, I saw that, and it mm-hmm. was it was. I don't know something I don't I don't know where I saw it some blog I read I think and it said oh shit oh snap like Anthony Bourdain like called out uh Gwyneth Paltrow and so I was like immediately click and I read the article and then it linked to a blog post for this blog that I found but I can't find the post and she it was somebody from Seattle like the Seattle food scene that was covering it and then she said like described what he said and uh But then described, like, Luke, it said, you know, Luke Burbank hosted it, and this is his uh, radio show. And I think at that point, you know, I was listening to a few podcasts. Like, I listened to This American Life and some of the Slate podcasts, but um, I needed something new. And my work is so computer-driven that I really can listen and, you know, work on my computer. Um, And so I... It was perfect. I clicked and it was like a three-hour show. And it was immediately, like I immediately kind of fell in love with it. But weirdly, Anthony Bourdain is sort of my TVTL daddy.
1: (laughs) Him talking shit about Gwyneth Paltrow led me to Luke. Well, Peter Sagal is my TVTL daddy, but he just gave me a new (laughs) mommy who's younger than me. So I'm kind of mad at him.
0: (laughs) You have a mommy half your age now. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I, I've I've told the story before, so I'll just say quickly, my TBTL daddy is my friend Dave in L.A., who just found out through Bill Radke that, that uh, Luke had a show, and he knew that I'd met Luke, and we sort of hit it off at a Mariners game, and so it was like, hey, you might want to listen to Cairo at night, because Luke is hosting a show, and so I started listening probably a week or two in, and uh, just never looked back. So Cool. I love you Luke. All right. Um there there's a, there's a correction on uh Christie's uh Christie's emoji train. I I can't something something about um tacos and the man not being bearded or whatever. Is there a bearded bearded man emoji? I don't know, I don't Phyllis. Know. We need to Get on we need that. need to give Phyllis a day off from, from the Emoji News Network, too. Because uh,
1: they thought that the shrugging lady might be Carrie? Was that it?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I I imagine she's almost always in some sort of emotional sh- shrug at this point. <laughs> Has to be, just as a coping mechanism. Any Anyway, um, there's some... I, I don't remember it because uh, I block these kind of things out, but there's a god-awful outro Beatles music is the note. That yeah. Here.
2: It was very like Ravi Shankar kind of jam. Oh, right. Yeah. Ugh, God. Yeah. M- Michael, uh, if you're still listening, Michael was more of a Rolling Stones man. So I didn't really, mm-hmm. I was like the one kid that didn't really grow up. Like, was, I mean, I knew who the Beatles were and I knew some of their songs, but it was not like a big part of my life. So it sort of came later to me. So anytime I hear this, I really like... uh abbey road but uh, this kind of
1: stuff kind of i'm like no i don't really care for the beatles at all i know i don't i don't find them to be revolutionary but i do realize that i came after the revolution yeah Yeah. so it's a little bit hard to see the earth shake when you weren't there for it but i i don't find their songwriting to be particularly compelling or the music to be super i realize it's that's kind of a heretical thing to say. I'm for sort of anybody who's I, ever listened to music, but I just I don't get it. I'm sort of in the same place. Like I like some of their songs, fine, but it's
2: it's never moved me that much.
0: Mm-mm. All right, uh, I think that's it for Wednesday, or what was uh, Impromptu <laughs> Blurs Day. <laughs>
2: um, all right, Thursday, twenty six sixty two. Eyeballs are for hugging. Um, they. You know, Andrew comes in hot talking about how he likes the planner's mix nuts, <laughs> but also he can't pronounce pecan, which
1: how his pecan. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I thought of you, Mike. <laughs> God. I knew that you would be throwing your phone.
0: Since you're listening, Andrew, just imagine legendary actor James Caan uh, urinating on your shoe. Pecan. <laughs>
2: Oh, Pecan. he kept saying it. And it was, I don't think of, of him as having, he has a very middle of the road accent saying that he doesn't really have one usually, but it was aggressively uh, Midwest in this. Pecan.
0: Especially if you like them, you know, if you hate them and you spend your life not eating them, it's, you know, <laughs> I can, I can, you know, but if you like them and you're purchasing them and you're mixing them, um you know, show a little respect to the nuts.
2: <laughs> well, there there got to be a point where I'm just listening to it and listening to it. And I thought, God damn it, are we still seriously talking about nuts slash sesame sticks? Both of which I like, but it was yeah. uh, it was too granular to the point where I, I'm, even though it's my day, I'm thinking, can I go ahead 30 seconds? Can I just move this along? Um, but Oh, Hillary, <laughs> 30 seconds isn't going to do it. <laughs> I know, you're just like... Yep, still talking, still talking. Um, they, it did make me laugh that they, were, of course, went into checks Mix because, you know, as you do. And Luke's like,
1: Luke likes the brown ones the best.
0: Ugh.
1: <laughs> See, this stuff makes me mad because Andrew already had this conversation <laughs> with Hannah Brooks Olsen. The whole entire conversation. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so, number one, I'm annoyed that he has to bring it up again because he does it on after these messages. They talk about the commercial and then he brings it up on TBTL with Luke. Again, he talks about it with one person. He's got to get Luke's take on the exact same thing. And then, of course, Luke hasn't listened to any show that he's not a part of. Yeah, So he can't sort of temper his comments so that I'm not bored. (laughs) Come on. He he did listen to This American
0: Life, which was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Because Howie. (laughs)
2: bring it back to how um, yeah. I um I I feel like they do this also sometimes with guests where they're like oh like we need to talk about something that you need to be brought up to speed on um but it's like all the listeners have already heard this so it's it's mm-hmm. a weird dynamic that they have to like clue somebody in but it's only like to a party of one everybody else has already heard it but mm-hmm. um then they they do finally move on a little bit when they talk about animals and food and we had pr- brought this up before would they just like keep eating is that you know is it like doing you know making a kid smoke like 90 cigarettes to make them show them that smoking is bad should you just feed animals and honestly duchess would keep eating until her stomach exploded she has no off button i mean she might take a break for a second and you know roll back into it
0: did you ever like leave the house and then come back and find out that like uh something had been like the food thing had been overturned and just Find her just with her belly distended?
2: Um, it didn't have. it doesn't really happen to Duchess as much, um, because she's so lazy that she doesn't really like snoop around. But my right. my, my growing at my dog Brie, um, which was a completely appropriate name for her. Um, Brie ate this dog lived to be like almost thirteen, so this is amazing. She ate a rum cake, countless <laughs> meals that were on the counter, uh a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> A couple other things. And this dog was always, she looked like she was like carrying, you know, 14 babies, but yet she was fixed because she just was the fattest Labrador. She was really cute, but she was the dumbest dog. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, she would just keep eating constantly. It was a pain in the ass, but it was yeah. really cute.
0: Depends on the animal, but yeah, some, like the dogs we had before weren't food obsessed, but these, yeah, they, if they can get a hold of it, they'll just keep eating and eating until <laughs> they make themselves completely miserable, if not. Like, Kill themselves. Yeah, <laughs> they're
2: so stupid. Um, then they they dive into Hitchwiki, which I I did go to. It does seem like it's a more Euro based hitchhiking um website, but um, but you know they they get some co- hashtag content from it. Um, uh, the thing that was annoying me about this, he was like reading tips from it, which is good, and he kept saying like, yeah, duh. I mean, obviously, you know that. God damn it, man, you haven't planned any of this. So I don't know why you're acting like, duh, of course you would do that. Like, you don't know how, you are You don't even know what states you're going through. So maybe, like, listen to some of these tips and internalize them a little bit. Um, I just, I thought it was a weird, like, duh, of course we know how to do that. I don't think you know how to do any of this. <laughs>
0: Uh um, nobody's eating out of a dumpster no
2: and and, and and this kind of goes to the point that mike that you've been making a little bit it does sort of feel weirdly like poverty tourism like we're gonna do what it feels like to be poor and you know be on the side of the road i mean carrying stuff and i'm like again you guys have money and you have cell phones mm-hmm. uh you have you know a thousand or more dollars worth of equipment with you like this is you're not you know, pretending to be homeless for a day. It just seemed, it seemed kind of weird. Like, should we go dumpster diving? Like, that would be a crazy adventure. And it's like, well, no, people actually have to do this to survive. I don't know. So it felt a little bit, a little bit off culture. I do know, off color a little bit. And I'm not, like, super sensitive to that. But this seemed a little bit odd to me. Um, And They moved on to saying, talking about the hot dog show and should they um, scrap it. And, you know, Luke kind of, I think, yeah you know let's scrap it i think that andrew will work really really hard in the editing to try to make it good but it doesn't even sound Mm -hmm. that good i don't unless they made it like a montage and then did something else and then added little pieces of it in um that's the only thing i think otherwise it sounds kind of boring
0: yeah i i was hoping during that conversation that that luke would just give the order because it sounded like andrew wanted it yeah to be given you know yeah
2: kill it yeah it's dead yeah, next just be year. done. Yeah, because he does like as a, he has an order follower. So if, if they were just like, it's done, let's do it again somewhere else. Yeah.
1: But I did want to hear Francis Lamb talk about hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, don't you think if you get someone who's kind of a big name public radio person as a guest, and then you're like, eh, well, maybe we'll do it next year. That's kind of rude, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's a good point. That's a good point. Do it for Francis. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: my new motto. Do it for Francis. The the one thing
2: is on the you know on the Daily Show. I think that it annoys me that Andrew puts sometimes less than stellar effort into it. But I think on the shows that are curated, he puts in a lot of effort into them. So maybe mm-hmm. he can like shine it into a diamond. We'll see. Um, then the top stories day is that they officially say that WBUR rejects them. Um, and and, uh, again, like I said, I thought it did sound really good, but, um, they have too much going on. This would stress them out too much, but it is interesting that they had different attitudes toward them. And I think it's like kind of different attitudes toward the amount of work maybe that they put into it a little bit. And Mm -hmm. what I, what I actually thought was sort of, I don't know, a little bit rude and a little bit dismissive on Luke's part was Andrew was a little bit like, Oh, you know, I wish I wish it had gone farther because I worked hard on it. And Luke sounded to me like he was like, well, it didn't sound that good anyway, so it's fine. Like we didn't even, you know, we were a little bit too cool for school for this. And it I think Andrew put in like a fair amount of work onto it, you know, because Luke wasn't going to do it. Um and, and Luke also wanted to, you know, push forward with it. So I I felt bad for Andrew because he wanted to just quit, but he ended up working hard. I thought he, they produced a really good show and then Luke was kind of shitting all over it so I thought it was I don't know kind of a little bit insensitive yeah. of Luke and I think this is all coming from him being like stressed and being sort of a dick and I and I thought he was being a little bit mean towards Andrew
1: well Luke has just been screwing around with this the whole time yeah but the whole point of this for him was to just fuck around and make hashtag content and Andrew was like no I'm not putting a shitty product out into this world mm-hmm If we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. So, And despite, you know, what Bobby said about how they could do it and they would get producers and all of that, there's no way that Luke would have accepted this gig if they'd won it. Yeah. There's just no way. And so what was the point of doing any of it other than Andrew doing a whole lot of work and feeling bad? Yeah. I know I I
2: felt I felt bad for Andrew because it's like (laughs) it's like this is why I hated group projects in um, high school or whatever because I was always the one that was like I guess I'm doing it all because I am stressed about getting a good product in and you're having to round up people it never works it never (laughs) works there's always going to be somebody who is concerned with the final product and concerned about the process everybody else fucks off.
0: It was a very good show, and it would have been a hit. Yeah. It would have been a hit on WBR. I'm sure whatever one they choose is going to be a hit also. But mm-hmm. um, it was it was really good and, and a good idea and well executed. And um, yeah, it, it concerned me a little bit, the way the conversation went. It just felt a little uncomfortable because, yeah, it, it, Luke's commitment level wasn't high. But because he brings such charm yeah. to the equation, yeah. he was able to be a part of of what was a very good product, even if he didn't really, he wasn't feeling it himself.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I, like I said before, I'm kind of glad it's just over. Like we're done with it. It doesn't need to be, you're not going to be in the yeah. top, you know, five and then, you know, make, it's not like a bracket system or whatever, where they might win. I'm just glad it's done. Now it's done. Had they,
0: had they accepted the gig, uh, which of course was unlikely, especially on Luke's part. Um, something would have had to drop off the table, yeah. whether it's TBTL or live wire oh, yeah. or CBS projects, whatever, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, I mean that, that, uh, spider pig silo is, <laughs> is not leaking. It's overflowing.
1: Yep. He seems like he's always just about to have a conference call yeah. for something, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. I don't, I don't see how he could add any more of that in.
2: No, for sure. Um, so <laughs> there was something that they said that I don't get because I'm not like a radio professional. But they, they called it on the Dax. And then they were talking about Dax Shepard, which kind of made me laugh <laughs> for some reason. But, uh, but it, it for some reason really frustrates me that Luke has such a problem with the name Kristen and Kirsten. I'm like, they're two different names. Her name is Kristen mm-hmm. Bell. I don't know why. The, the R is before the I. <laughs> He always has and he's, you know, caught to it, but he always has a problem with it. Um And it's the simplest one of those.
1: Yes, names Kristen. Too, My sister's name Most is Kristen. Common.
2: So I'm I'm mm-hmm. like sensitive to that. It's not that hard. Kirsten seems very different to me. But uh they weirdly discussed the show Parenthood, which I did watch and, and cried like every episode. Um, um and then they talked about it was a weirdly long discussion about that role, you know, moved into the parenthood. Uh, movie which I have um, feelings about and they sort of talked about it but I remember seeing it with my parents and my best friend and then they did pull out the vibrator and I was around (laughs) like 10 or 11 and you know that feeling when you don't relate? Really...
0: You mean in the movie, the vibrant? In the movie, is the out. Not... Yeah, not in the TV <laughs>
2: show. But in the, in the,
0: you know. No, I, no, like your parents oh, pull
2: was... No, stop. Um, but you know when. Michael, that was not a classy move. <laughs> no, stop. Your
0: it's daughter stop. was very young.
2: No. <laughs> Um, but you know when you're little and you like know something is like sexual or something that you don't understand, but you don't understand mm-hmm. it? That was how I felt. And that's like, I don't understand this. And it's making me feel weird. So I'm kind of, I le- loved the Parenthood TV show. The Parenthood movie really made me uncomfortable. Anyway, then they talked about um, Luke's going for this like monster truck driving school, which... I'm not into monster trucks, that my son will lose his goddamn mind if he went to something like that. I mean, he would think it was too Mm. loud. Does he know they exist? Does he know... yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a TV show about monster... Of course. There's a cartoon about monster trucks, so he's he's semi-aware of them existing my son is i did not raise him to be like this he is the most cliche boy he like dave said yesterday that he watched rugby for 30 minutes dave was like i don't know anything about rugby um yeah. he sings if you ask him to sing the eyes of texas which is the ut fight song who will sing it on command he's three i don't know like I don't really. All he wants to do is play baseball outside. Like toss the baseball with Dave, and poor Dave, it's so goddamn hot in Austin, and Dave's like, oh, I can't yeah. go out. And I'm like, listen, this is like cat's cradle. If you don't do this now, he's gonna hate you growing up. So move on outside. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just thought that the monster truck driving school was funny, and it's funny to me that like Andrew. Is not like super like yeah monster trucks, but I think he really loves monster truck shows. So he he sort of lit up like ooh, <laughs> <laughs> right. It actually would maybe would be kind of funny if they did a TBTL monster truck show. Just but mostly I think they would be screaming the whole time.
0: This is just such a huge hole in my in my masculinity game. I don't are they. Are they races? Are they... Because I, I just get the Simpsons thing where truckosaurus comes out and, you know... I, I
1: think that's what it is. Isn't it like sort of demolition... Truck other trucks? St- I don't know. I, I feel like... I mean, I, what am I talking about? I've never been. But, you know, from the commercials, <laughs> yeah. it seems like they jump off of dirt ramps and yeah. just generally be cool, big cars and climb over right. the other cars. Yeah. Grave digger. Is Grave Digger
0: still around? <laughs> Yeah, Gravedigger. I remember that. I it seems like something where there's not winning and losing, it's just a show and that's not really a sport to me, but I don't know, maybe they maybe they are there are races Is it like wrestling
2: sort of like where it's they're actually doing yeah. something but it's not it's sort of like They content. already know which truck's going to win. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, they already know. Is it ever presented as a sport? I don't th- I, I don't or know. just a spectacle. I think it's maybe just like awesome trucks doing awesome things. I don't, but that's. Kind I'm of... still out. But
0: nothing, nothing <laughs> in this discussion or their discussion is selling me on
2: monster. Truck. Um, anyway, I I think it would be funny to see Andrew driving a monster truck. <laughs> I don't know why that image makes me <laughs> laugh. Um, and then you know, Luke's talks about how he's really liking 80s music now, and they play "Come On, Eileen."
0: Can I just say that nobody with a uh, a girlfriend of 17 years, drives a monster truck. You either married that person already or you run to another girlfriend.
2: Uh, true. Um, yeah, Come on, Eileen was the song. I feel like Come on, Eileen, when I was in college, even though it was like the 90s, that was such a mm-hmm. – everywhere we went, they played – I feel like the song has never like gone away. It's, not, it's just it's always
1: around. It's like Luke started talking about it and he was like, you know, I've just been realizing Dexie's Midnight Runners, that song is pretty good. And I'm like, I'm sorry, have you been in a cryogenic lab for the last 20 years? All of a sudden, you're coming across Come On, Eileen? I don't like We're it. The- I don't think it's a great song, but how can you deny its cultural impact? Seriously.
0: What was the deal with that dude's pants in the video? Did, did, did y'all Are you all familiar with that? No. no. Were those pants ever in style? <laughs> Listeners, get at me.
2: Um, I remember my my college roommate, Rachel, was like, see, listen, he says, I come on Eileen. And so then after that, I was like, this song grosses me out. (laughs) I don't think that's what was happening. (laughs) Um, And then the last thing from the show that made me laugh was that, of course, when Andrew wants to, like, jam his music, he rolls his windows up. (laughs) It's like he, like, wants to jam, but wants nobody else to see it. He feels self-conscious about it. I'm such a, like, a teenager when I'm, when I'm jamming around to Hamilton, I roll down my windows. Everybody's gonna hear that. Um, but it's so Andrew. It reminds me of Office Space when the guy's like playing yes. rap music and he rolls up his window. Michael, uh, what's his face? Shoot, Michael Bolton.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and that—that uh, that was the solid into Thursday.
1: All right, Friday number twenty-six sixty-three. Not to blag. This show was a mess. I got, I know a lot of people really enjoyed this week, uh, but purposeless and rambling does not even begin to cover what went on on Friday. Uh, Andrew actually says for the first time, yeah, I would like to get rides from tens <laughs> on this hitchhiking trip.
0: Yes, air conditioned rides.
1: Right. It looks like, but where's the drama? It's no fun if you have everything scheduled. I don't, I mean, I don't think that's what would happen, no. Luke you just know that somebody's going to pick you up and you know that they're not going to be a serial killer. It's just like a roulette of tens. I mean, they haven't
2: met a lot of these people. And also, it would be ev- so fun. And also, every time they like get in the car, they don't have to do the thing we were previously talking about where they're like, um, th- let me explain this, even though all- the whole audience knows, but let me explain it to you, stranger. With a ten, it, there would be just like a sense of familiarity and it would be like getting to know that ten, which would be fun. Right, it's...
1: It's a whole rolling series of that. What are you doing here? Yes. Segment. Yes. Yeah.
2: Which is enjoyable. And that was your
0: idea that you had last year and after the Austin or during the Austin deal. And yep. that's the idea that I gave to Luke and credited you. And I thought that that's what they were going to do. But he he took it uh, up or down a notch. One of those-
1: <laughs> <gasps> well, as we said, it'll be what it'll be. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be a train wreck. It'll be what it is. Um, so Luke says that the woman in the match.com commercial is too pretty to need to date Come online. So there must be something wrong with her. <laughs> um, oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Luke. I mean, that definitely makes sense. We want the match people to be realistic. So what they should have done was put an ugly woman in their commercial. <sighs> Because that was never done
0: any better. online dating. There are a lot of hot people. Everybody, <laughs> on online, everybody dating.
2: online dates. Like, I don't know anybody who, especially people who are even young people, my gorgeous, mm-hmm. um, like work neighbor. That both one of young my person friends, Yes. My, my friends at work who are beautiful, like they all online date. It's just yeah. what people do. Yep. Mm hmm. I don't
1: know. Well, I, I thank Luke for his... That lady is annoying as fuck, though. <laughs> I thank Luke for his public service because now, now I know that, you know, it's either that I I am weird, there's something wrong with me, or I'm ugly. So thanks for uh, breaking that down for me, Luke. Appreciate that very much. Um, then there's a super weird section of the show where they're just both worried that the other one is upset <laughs> at him. Are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. Are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. I just felt like you maybe were kind of mad at me. I think they're both actually mad at at each other, but they just don't really want to admit it. They kind of are.
0: Yeah. Just don't want it to be a thing. I'm not ready to have the argument now. You know, sometimes when you're mad at your spouse or whatever, but there's no time for the argument right now. She's like, I'll just be a little brusque. Right. They're about to take this out right now.
1: The six-day trip together, this is not the time to yes. <laughs> start laying it out on the table. But mm-hmm. but Andrew's mad at Luke for making this so difficult and for putting all the work on him, and Luke is mad at Andrew because he's not going along with it, <laughs> with a, you know, mm-hmm. smile and an enthusiastic thumbs up. So... And they're both stressed, so there yes. we go. Yes, exactly. Um, then they talk about just a whole stream of nothing including whether their white privilege will protect them on the road and if it does should they refuse it what are you talking about (laughs) um they talk about doing drunk karaoke luke brings up the thing at bush gardens you know um people were asking for the Anthony Bourdain TV tale episode. So I posted that on the Stens page. And when I started listening to it, that is the episode after this Bush Gardens thing. And oh. Luke talks about it in great detail about how drunk he was. And all I could think was poor Vanessa. That yeah. sounded awful. <laughs> um, But speaking of karaoke, Luke says that he just really hasn't felt into it since uh, Newman passed away because... That was so much of a, a group activity and something that he was so into it. And he doesn't really feel like doing karaoke at all anymore because he's gotten his fill of being on stage and being the center of attention. And he said this before, where if he never did another public appearance, he would be fine with that, which I think all of us dispute somewhat. No, Yeah. He was like, I don't know, maybe in six months we'd have to revisit that. And I'm like, I mm. two months? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Maybe. A couple weeks? He's just, it's not a criticism of him. It's just the way he is. Yeah. It's his personality. Yeah. Um, they talk about packing for a long time, and I don't <laughs> want to go into that. Um, they do some hitchhiking do's and don'ts. The <laughs> the stunningly obvious conclusion being don't sleep in a toilet stall because you can get any number of diseases. I don't care. Be- because you have I'd a have credit be- card. I'd have to be pretty bad off to sleep in a toilet stall. (laughs) Honest to God. I mean, I would eat out of a dumpster if I was hungry and didn't have any other way to get food. I would sleep in a toilet stall if it was the only way to keep them freezing. But it had to be pretty far down on my list to do anything like that. And somewhere along the line, Luke misquotes a streetcar named Desire again. (laughs) And attributes it to Greta Garbo. No again <laughs> and we did get a throw your phone from danny who said i swear i've thrown my phone over this before where does
0: greta garbo even come from
1: well because she said like, like i exhibition. as she said i'm gonna misquote her
2: but she said like oh, i, wanna I want to be alone. be alone and so i think right. he thinks like right. famous misquote from an old-timey movie person yeah. yes good good point
0: not even not even close but that is that is probably it i mean <laughs>
1: Um, Danny has sent us a throw your phone over this before. I would like him to continue to send us a throw your phone every time Luke does this because it makes me feel validated. <laughs> it's just another one of those instances where Luke has a tiny nugget of information. Yes. And he yeah. puts it together wrong with something and uses it to try to sound smart and sounds dumb. Yeah. Uh, Andrew hates dinner parties, but he likes barbecues simply because you don't have to sit around a table. Do we not sit at tables at barbecues? Do we just stand? Andrew is such a teenager
2: about this stuff. I,
1: I don't understand.
2: It's like he doesn't want to be in or, you know, made to make sort of like polite conversation. A couple different things. One, how many parties is he going to where it's like, OK, like there's, a, you know, an oyster uh, fork and like all, you know, you have to sit quietly at your table and just I I don't know. I, maybe for Beeves' job, they have to go to fancier parties. But in my adult life. I don't really think I've been to that many of them. Most of the parties, dinner parties, I ha- I like dinner parties cuz mostly it's like a cocktail party with appetizers or right. barbecues or so- Like it's fun. I have a good time and it's a good excuse to get together with your friends and it's not crazy expensive and kind of potlucky. And it's not
0: like um it's not like you're like when Jen had to go to that party yes. with Jason's <laughs> yes. old boss or yes. whatever. Usually, yes. <laughs> you know, the reason you've accepted the invitation or the reason that if you've proffered an invitation is because it's a couple or some people that you really like.
2: Yeah, it seems you know it's weird that he. I don't know if it's coming from his childhood or something, but it's like he. It's like I don't, I, I don't want to do this, and he sort of rebels. And I thought that was a little bit. Kind of eye And it's
0: funny if you don't know what fork to use. Just ask. <laughs> say, listen, right. I'm a slob. I don't know. What fork should I use? Yeah. No one's going to say, get out of here right now. <laughs> Scram. You asshole.
1: I mean, Christy and I established on our clip show about dinner parties or parties in general that we really feel awkward and dislike them. But a barbecue is no better than anything else. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's a it's really like you- light
2: delineation that he makes and I yeah. don't really get it. There's yes.
0: Paper plates instead of
2: <laughs>
1: fine china. You'd rather have a candle making party <laughs> than have a dinner party. <laughs>
2: uh andrew's gonna start doing like multi-level marketing parties like he's gonna sell like
0: oh my goodness
1: like rojan and are selling for for
0: okay we're stamping up people
2: let's go
1: i've got my team here come on ladies (laughs) i get it parties Parties can be terrible if you're an introvert, but what yes. you do is sometimes you go anyway and you just try to put a good face on it and you feel terribly awkward. And then you leave and you stop at the grocery store and buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's and eat mm. it all when you get home and feel terrible about yourself. That's what you do, <laughs> Andrew. It's <laughs> life. Oh Lord. Uh, let's end the day with an email from Jamie whose house they are going to end up at in Mississippi, she's like, "Um, guys, it's going to be hot. And they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't think of that. I didn't spend any time thinking about how it's going to be hot in Mississippi in
2: June. When they talked about packing a light jacket, I'm like, why? No,
1: you don't need it. (laughs) This is going to be crazy. And then an email from Marcel, who says, don't get in the car with someone drunk or high. (laughs) Thank you for that So Are you asking
0: the person when they pull over? Are you drunk or high, sir or madam? Excuse
1: me, could you take this breathalyzer?
0: <laughs> yeah. You usually don't find out if someone is drunk or high until something something's happening on the road. The it's like boy. the forty
2: year old virgin when she makes him like blow into it and then she's like <laughs>
1: speeding. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh excuse me, uh Andrew, could you blow into this and I'll give you a ride?
1: Uh nope. Andrew's not the one to be asking. No. neither is Luke who's going to blow into the breathalyzer (laughs) all right music for your weekend Luke chooses loose fur which is a project from Jeff Tweedy laminated cat I don't like any songs that are called laminated cat that can't be good Andrew chooses a Juliana Hatfield cover of Olivia (laughs) Newton-John's physical Oh Andrew.
0: <laughs> Did any why would anyone cover that song to start with? And then why would anyone subject someone else to it once they found this cover?
1: That song is terrible. The video is even better. When you when you watch the video coupled with the song, it is a sort of amazing that is incredibly enjoyable. But that is a terrible, yes. terrible song. I don't care who's covering it. That's an awful song, Andrew. I hope you enjoy listening to it.
0: That's why I live in a TV.
1: (laughs) Oh, I almost forgot. Thank you, Mike. I wrote down in my notes at this point, Luke, stop interrupting. As Andrew is just trying to talk about Juliana Hatfield, Luke interrupted him. As he was trying to talk about Olivia Newton-John, Luke interrupted him. When he was trying to talk about this song, Luke interrupted him. And I was like, if I could come through this phone line right now and strangle you, I would do it. Not that I had a strong reaction or anything, (laughs) anything. but he's got to stop doing that. And he's never going to. It was so frustrating. But uh, in the end, Caitlin attempted to save the episode with silver by Waxahachie. I think it was so far gone that she did not succeed, (laughs) but it was a valiant effort. Caitlin, thank you for trying. Is it, I have a question, is it Waxahachie?
2: Because in Texas there's a there's a town called Waxahachie. I'm always like, is that just Luke? But I guess they spell it slightly differently, but. Uh, I have no idea. Sorry,
1: that was just a Texas-based uh, uh, question. All I can do is go with what Luke said, because it's yeah. the only time I've ever heard it said out loud. All right. Housekeeping.
2: <laughs> Hello, come in, please. You want some coffee? Mahalo. <laughs> she's, she's just like <laughs> doubling down. Um, all right, guys, buy stuff from us. We've got some good merch up in there. 10710.com slash shop. Um get your get your coffee mugs, your your t shirts and whatnot. Um the Ar- maybe
0: a Coke. <laughs> just a Coke.
2: <laughs> Come in if you're thirsty. Um the, the archive project is continuing. Contact Christy. I, I think it's going pretty well, but I'm sure we I mean it's just a continuing project. Um mm-hmm. Buy stuff from us on Amazon. littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. I actually finally bookmarked it and I'm using it now, um, so y'all can see the embarrassing like romance novels that I sometimes purchase um, and listen oh, to. I'm looking forward headphones. to it.
1: <laughs> um, I can get down with a romance novel. Listen, if they're well written, it's fine. Mm. Embarrassing, but fine. Now that and
2: sometimes that is if the they're condition. not well written, they're even more entertaining. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a yeah there not a lot of them meet that criteria um, earbuds mm-hmm. and earworms it's mashups so that should be kind of cool um, that's all right. just all girl talk <laughs> oh god probably
0: I would listen to that I I don't I don't I didn't know that this was like a genre that happened I just thought there were a few artists doing it but I guess there's a lot of mashup type stuff out there they're getting into genres i didn't even know were genres <laughs> at, uh, over at the earbuds and earworms the vape pen thing last week i don't know uh if you want to get involved with our show little is a place to go throw your com. if anything is uh, making you angry or making you happy or you just want to just want to um yeah, hey if you just want to get a coke come get a coke <laughs> <at> throw your <laughs> We have a Facebook page, uh, Little Red Bandwagon, on Facebook. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Our voicemail and text line is 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. And with that, Hillary, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time,
2: this is the next party. I love you, Jen.
1: Nailed it. God, this is a really intrusive housekeeper.
2: Shut up, Mike Frizzell.